everybody sells, but most people just don't know that they do it. So that normally means that they're not a good communicator. Let me explain. The most driven people in the world want to build great empires and leave a great legacy. This podcast, The Underestimated Entrepreneur, is my attempt at documenting the lessons I'm learning on my way to building a $100 million empire that helps people perform better in life and business. My hope is that you use these lessons to live a kick-ass life while building your own empire and leaving a powerful legacy. I hope you share and enjoy. Driven mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. All right, today we're going to talk about sales. I know some of you have already like wigged out and you're like, I'm not a salesperson, but you are. If you have kids, you need to sell to them all the time. You got to sell the idea of them going to school. You have to sell them on the idea of doing well at school. You have to sell them on the philosophy or the thought process of not throwing a tantrum in the middle of a Target store. You're always selling your ideas and your thoughts. Now, if you're in an intimate relationship, you need to sell yourself and your partner on the idea of your relationship. If not, it will break down and it will fall apart. Most people end up in divorces or in relationships that fall apart because they just don't sell their partner on the idea of having a relationship with you, okay? So we're always selling. If you wanna go to a cafe and someone else wants to go to a different cafe, you then have to sell them on the idea of going to the cafe that you want. So the real truth is, is that we're always selling. We're always selling an idea. We're always selling a philosophy. We're always selling something. So throughout the day, if you think about how often you have to sell a thought, an idea, a topic, you know, someone might not want to talk and you want to talk with them. You've got to sell them on the idea of wanting to talk to you. So sales is a process of negotiation. And the way that it normally works is you find out a problem and then you give a solution to that problem. And that's the sales process. So if I walk in, I want to buy a television. I go, look, I don't really know what I'm looking for. The salesperson comes along, they say, okay, well, what sort of, what do you like? What don't you like? And they ask a bunch of questions. That's good sales. When someone doesn't do that well, normally they just go, oh, here's the TV that you're looking for. When you do that, that's a really bad salesperson. There's something called commission breath. And commission breath is a salesperson that only gives a shit about their commission. So the only thing that they're after is just to get the sale across a line so that then they can make money. That's called commission breath. No one likes that. But 99% of other salespeople out there do it way better. Like for instance, if I have someone coming out to my house in order to fix the plumbing, I'm already sold on the idea that I need a plumber or that I need somebody. So if someone's reaching out, they're essentially saying, hey, I need you to convince me that you're the right person. Now, some of the mistakes that people make when they're selling is that they don't try to identify whether the customer is ready, whether they're ready to buy, what they've looked for, and they don't ask enough questions. Question asking is really the key to sales and relationship building. People normally buy off of those they know, like, and trust, or those who they believe have authority. If someone comes out, let's say to my house, and I'm not sure whether I should put a new bathroom in or not put a bathroom in, I'm not sure, and the person just comes out and says, oh mate, I would 100% do it and you probably need to spend $100,000. I don't understand why I should be doing it. Okay, they haven't explained it. So the relationship there is going to be the breakdown. The better you can build a relationship, the better you build trust with people. So sales is really relationship building. But the other way to speed that up is that you've got to ask the right questions. So if you can ask high quality questions, it's easy to negotiate a deal or get it across the line. Now, every week I speak to hundreds of people in my DMs, on the phone and, and so on. And like this week, I know that my social media has blown up a bit, especially my Instagram. 
And so I've been in there talking to everybody in the DMs. And what normally happens is some people straight away are on the back foot because I ask them, you know, how's your week going? How's your year going? And I generally want to know, like, is there any way that I can help you? Like, you're obviously following me for a reason. Are you following me just to look at pictures or are you following me because I'm a coach and you need help and you want to see what I do and you want to see the content that I share? So I know that they're looking for something. So I'm going to start asking questions. Now, they might be ready to buy now. They might not be ready to buy now. That doesn't matter. It's about the relationship because when they are ready to buy, hopefully if I do a good enough job, they'll remember who I am and they'll come back and buy. Now, today I was on the phone with a person who they were doing sales in a really bad way. And the reason why is that they spent 90% of the time, or actually they probably spent 99% of the time talking, trying to convince me that they were the right person. But the problem is, is if you don't ask enough questions and build that relationship by going back and forward and having a dialogue back and forward, then it's very, very hard to get sales across the line. And so when I walked away from the conversation, I wasn't sure whether this person was the right person or the wrong person, because I didn't really know whether they'd solve my problems and answer my questions. So what you want to do is if ever you're in sales or you're selling something, you need to ask questions. So like, I'll give you an example. If your child doesn't want to go to school and you think that you're a salesperson, right? And we're all selling. I teach people in all my events. You're a salesperson and you're a marketer. Because if you don't market yourself well, you're never going to have the greatest intimate relationship you can have. You're never going to have the right people around you because you don't market yourself well as though you're the best option. Now you need to sell yourself to those people as well, that you're the best friend to have around. So I get asked all the time, how do I hang out with people that are multimillionaires, billionaires, and, and all those types of people? Well, I sell myself to them. I market myself to them. So like, I'll just send my friends messages and I'll be like, hey dude, haven't seen you for a while. How's everything going? Just want to make sure you're okay. That's good marketing. They're going, hey, this guy's thinking about me. Cool. So next time when something comes up, like they want to go out on a supercar drive day and they've got cars or they want to go and have dinner somewhere nice, they'll shoot me a message and go, hey, let's go hang out. Why? Because I've marketed myself to them. Now, if I want to do something with them, I can sell them on the idea. So sales is the process of convincing someone to do something that you want. That's sort of like the art of negotiation. Now, if you're a parent and you say, well, I'm not a salesperson, don't be surprised if your kids don't listen to you because you never sell them on, on an idea. But if your child says, hey, mom, I don't want to go to school, and you say, you're going to school, <laughs> that's not selling the child on going to school. They're only going to go to school because they're scared of you. That's about it. But if you say, hey, look, what's going on? And they go, look, I don't want to go to school because there's a kid at school and I don't like him. And you go, okay, well, how long have you had that problem for? Oh, well, he's sort of been picking on me a little bit lately. Okay, have you told the teacher? Well, no, I haven't told the teacher. Okay, maybe that's a good idea. We could start there. What else have you tried? Have you tried you know, talking to some of your other friends who are friends with him as well. Oh, no, I haven't done that. Can you see how now where we're asking questions, where now we're initiating this sales process or this negotiation? So the more we can communicate and the more effective we are at question asking, the better we are with our ability to sell our ideas. Now, this guy I was on the phone to today, he got on there and he went into full hardcore sales mode, which wasn't sales mode. It was essentially stuffing something down my throat. Now, he didn't mean to. He was just enthusiastic, I want to say, about his product, which a lot of people are, right? And, and so that's understandable because I know that that's what people do. I wasn't offended. I didn't get upset, but I asked him a couple of questions and then he went on for like 20 minutes talking about how he can help me do all these different things and how it can help in all these different ways. And I couldn't even get a word in. He spoke that much, but that can destroy a sales process because the customer has to feel like you understand them. 
And that's why dialogue is important. So when your child doesn't want to go to school, when you ask them questions, the child gets to talk and they feel like now they're being understood. If you just say to someone, oh, we've got the best product, we've got the best service, and you should just, you know, we'll, we'll beat everybody else as well. We're the cheapest and everything like that. When you do that, that doesn't really make the customer feel understood. It just makes you feel good because you're telling them that you're the best. Do you know, I come across coaches all the time and on their Instagram page or on their socials, they have world's number one coach. And I'm like, righto, motherfucker. I've been doing this shit for 20 years. Do you know how many world's number one coaches I've come across? Fucking thousands of those guys. Now, how, how do you define world's number one? Are you the world's number one? Because you started this week and so you're like, the closest to being just finishing the course or are you the world's number one because you have the most students? Are you the world's number one because you wrote a number one bestseller? Like there's a million different ways that you can define number one. But what tends to happen is that when I speak to those people, a lot of the time they don't know how to sell because I'll say things like, you know, I'm the best coach. I know I can do the best thing. Or even when I speak to trades-based people, they'll say, oh, we're the best, but I don't give a fuck. A massive marketing mistake that a lot of businesses make is they put on their number one company for, but the customer doesn't know that, right? It's just marketing bullshit. And everybody knows it. When someone says best, they know that it's marketing bullshit. Like if someone said to me, I am the world's fastest sprinter. I know that because they've either won a world title or they won the Olympic games or they say gold medalist at the Olympics. I go, cool. They're probably the best in the world. But when I say I'm the world's best runner, what does that mean? 100 meter, 200 meter, 400 meter, 800 meter, is it the world's best club runner on grass? Is it that I can run across water? Is it that I can run across Lego tiles that have been left on the ground by my four-year-old child? What does that mean? And so for the customer, they don't actually care. Nobody gets into business to work long, consistent hours and to be stressed out all the time, burnt out, frustrated and feeling more trapped than if you had a job. You want the lifestyle. You want the opportunity that business can create. What's the point of having a business if you don't benefit and feel great as well? I help business owners avoid wasting a ton of time, effort and money on doing all the wrong things that most business owners do. And I help align you and stay focused on doing all the right things that help business scale more quickly, more effective and more efficiently. More importantly, I help business owners to get their head right so that they can get the most out of business, but also so they can get the most out of life and do things the right way. So are you ready to kill your excuses? Are you ready to step up in business and create the lifestyle that you truly want? Learn more about my elite business coaching and apply at michaelmojo.com. I remember years ago, I worked with a company and these people were friends of mine, but they would win all these awards and all they would ever talk about is all these awards that they won but they still couldn't understand how they got outmarketed. And they got outmarketed because a lot of other businesses showed, here's a problem and here's how we solve it. Here's a problem, here's a solution. Here's a problem, here's a solution. Here's a customer feedback. Here's how we looked after a customer. Here's the before and afters. And so what they did was they showed the amazing work that they do. Whereas what this person was saying was, here's all this amazing work that we do because we've won these awards. But I can't see any of it. I can't prove it's real. I don't even know if you pay for those awards. I don't even know. I don't even know how what the criteria is, who the other people are involved in it. You know, I know someone who's actually a really shitty coach and they won an award as the Australian Coach of the Year in some federation that I'd never fucking heard of. Now, that's cool, but like I guarantee you I can run rings around them as far as coaching goes. And I've I work with some of the hardest cases from suicide to depression to anxiety to drug addiction 
you know, to people who have lost everything. Like I've had those people before, sexual abuse cases. Like I've worked with all of those cases and I can tell you right now, the results are fucking far better than what most people can even comprehend. Now, does that make me the world's best coach? I don't fucking know because I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to justify that. I'll let the clients who get the results go and talk about the results that I've got and share them with other people. And that's how I get our clients. The majority of our clients in our events are word of mouth. But my point is when it comes to sales, you really need to know and understand communication and you have to understand how to ask questions and listen. And then you need to link your product and your service to how the problem is solvable with your product or service. And so even if you're selling an outdoor product like a chair, if you just say, well, this is the best chair because it's the most comfortable seat and it feels good, that's cool. But if you ask somebody, what problems have you had with past chairs? What don't you like about chairs? And they go, oh, it's the color. Now you know that the color to them is more important than the comfort of the chair. But you tried to sell them on the comfort. That's why they didn't buy. My wife, Jess, is like that. My wife would rather buy an uncomfortable chair for our house and make sure it looks good. Whereas I would rather have a functional chair that I can sit in. Okay, Jess cares more about the looks than the function. I care more about function than looks. But you've got two different types of buyers. So if you don't ask questions, especially around the problems, then you can't give the solution, which then means that it's going to be harder to sell the product or the service. But the main thing is you've got to build rapport. And by the way, if you haven't gone to my YouTube channel, my YouTube channel, I have got multiple trainings on there on the sales process. So if you're a business owner or you're a coach or you're someone who works in personal training, or even if you work in a medical center or you work in a job where you've got to sell anything, go and watch that because it's one of the best and easiest ways to implement how to ask the right questions through different stages of the sales process. The main part though of the sales process, and by the way, someone's going to ask me, they're going to go, you know, what's your YouTube channel? Look, just go to YouTube. There's a thing there called the search bar. Put in the search bar, Michael Mojo, and it'll come up with a fuckload of videos. If you type in Michael Mojo sales, it'll come up with the sales videos. That's why they have search bars. I get asked at every event, every event I mention a book. I'll go, oh, I read this book. And then someone's like, oh, who's the author by it? I'm like, I give it the name. And they're like, how do you spell that? And I'm like, Google motherfucker, like just take the words or the sound of what it sounds like and put it into Google with a book title and it will come up with the name, right? It's not that hard. That's why I love working with millennials and younger people because young people go and search shit all the time. Like I could literally sit there and say in my events, I'm like, do you know, I can't remember the exact year that Australia was founded by European settlers. And the next second, someone's like, it was this day. And I'm like, cool, thank you because they Google shit. Then I have all the other people who are a bit older, my age and older, they sit there and they're like, you said the book's by who? And I'm like, it's by Bob Smith. And they're like, is Smith with a double I or a double T? And I'm like, just put it in Google. I don't fucking know. I can't even spell. I was put in a special classes. Come on. So please, anything that you want to go and research, just slam it into Google or a search engine. It will come up with stuff for you. It's the beauty of it these days, right? You know, like a lot of baby boomers, Gen Ys and Gen Xs, they still remember going to the library and having to use search cards, which if you don't know what search cards are, you used to walk into a library. You would have to then know the author or the book and you'd pull out this big long drawer and in the drawer, there were all these cards and those cards would have a row which you need to walk down and then they would have the shelf number and you would have to find the shelf number in the row in order to go and find the book. It was like using a map. Now, 
for some people on here, you probably don't even remember that we used to read maps and how to read a map, but that, that's how we used to do it. it was with, there would be rows and columns and you, you link the row number and the column letter and there you go, you know where to go. Some of you here are having a bit of nostalgia. But coming back to sales, you want to start with a problem and then you want to link the problem with the solution that you're offering. But you don't know what the problem is unless you ask effective questions. And so that's going to be the difference between creating good sales and selling an idea or a thought or a thought process or a product or a service or anything. You know, sometimes Jess will want to go out for dinner and I'll say, you know, where do you want to go for dinner? And she'll go, I don't know. I want to go to this restaurant. Now, if I go, well, I don't want to go to that restaurant. Sales process is over, right? Now we're in an argument or you've got two people who are facing off against each other. If I say to her, hey, honey, why do you want to go to that restaurant? And she goes, well, you know what? I just know that they have good gluten-free options. I really feel like a steak. They have good salad. And I go, oh, okay. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Now, she sold me on the idea because I asked her questions. If not, she might just say, oh, look, I don't know. It was just the easiest thing on my mind. And I go, well, why don't we go to this place? And she goes, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure that I want to go there. And I go, okay, what, what is it about that restaurant that you don't want to go there for? And she goes, oh, I just don't like the ambience. It's normally full of people. And I go, okay, so you really want to go somewhere where there's not a lot of people tonight? And she goes, yeah, I just want it a bit quiet and somewhere nice. Okay, what sort of food do you feel like? Oh, I feel like a steak. Okay, well, let me look up a steak restaurant with not a lot of people that also has good food, which is hard to find because normally if they have good food, they normally have a lot of people. But I'll go and find it. So I can still give her what she wants because I ask the right questions. So we've got to remember that in the sales process, guys, right? So, you know, if you really want to be a driven mofo and you really want to keep achieving great results in your business or even in your life, you have to understand that you're a salesperson and you're a marketer. But in order to great sales, we really have to ask good quality questions and then link the thing that we want with the idea of the sales process. So we have to ask the questions in order to discover the problem. And then we show how we can solve the problem with our product or service or the solution. I hope that makes sense, team. All right, Driven Mofos, I appreciate you all. It's been absolutely awesome connecting. Thanks for all of those who have been reaching out on Instagram as well. My Instagram page has blown up in the last month. Like the numbers are going crazy. And by the way, there's a heap of bots that are smashing me on there as well at the moment. Some of you have been messaging me about followers and gone, man, your followers have just gone out of control. They have, but a heap of them are all bots and shit as well. So the numbers aren't what the numbers seem. There's still been a lot of real legitimate human followers as well. So it's been awesome. A lot of you connecting with me and letting me know, you know, what you're learning and asking me questions and stuff like that. It's been great. And, you know, some of you have jumped into some of my programs and stuff. I just want to say a massive thank you as well for reaching out and chatting to me. It is me who's talking in the DMs as well, by the way. Some of you think that it's a robot or, or something like that, but it's actually me chatting. I like connecting with the community. So anyway, Driven Mofos, I appreciate you all. Keep kicking ass. Keep having a great day. And I look forward to joining me back here once again for another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur.